We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things with former Chiefs reporter B.J. Kissel, giving you all the stats, stories, rankings, and records you can handle for the next 30 minutes. 10 Things is presented by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. For the baseball or softball player you know who is looking to get better, call KC Strength and Conditioning. This is what they do. And now, let's go to B.J. Kissel for the latest installment of 10 Things. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Hope you all had a fantastic new year. I'm BJ Kissel, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of 10 Things presented by KC Strength and Conditioning. If you know someone who needs baseball or softball training in the Kansas City area, ages 8 to 18, call my friend John Renzi at 913-638-8960. Again, that's KC Strength and Conditioning. They've sent hundreds of players to college and to the pros. They know what they're doing, and they will treat you the right way. Go up there, take a tour of the new facility and tell me that they won't make you a better baseball or softball player or someone you know uh good people up there go check out casey strength and conditioning all right this show right here it's called 10 things but it ends up being a lot more than that um this week we've actually got 15 things but this show is about information it's about stats it's about records and nuggets and fun things uh to help you look smarter to your friends a lot of this stuff is going to sway towards the positive. A lot of the information is coming from the Chiefs Communications Department and their post-game notes, along with some other things out on social and different uh, statistical and different nuggets that are out there from people covering the team. But with all this said, here are 15 things from Sunday's win over the Broncos to help us not normalize the greatness that we're watching right now. Not just from Patrick Mahomes, not just from Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and company, but overall, again, we talk about it a lot. It's the golden age of Chiefs football. Not that there aren't things that we wish were better, especially coming out of this game against the Broncos. This is going to be more of your Kool-Aid talk uh, and a lot of the the stats, again, the stats, the records, all those kinds of things uh, on this particular show. We've got a lot of shows here at KC Sports Network that break down a lot of different things. This one is going to sway towards the positive with just your hard nuggets for that. But again, golden age of Chiefs football, and here's more context to prove that. All right, number one, with Sunday's 27-24 victory over the Denver Broncos, Kansas City recorded its 13th win of the 2022 campaign. Again, tied with the Buffalo Bills, who are just about to kick off here as this show is being recorded. Uh, But the Chiefs have tallied at least 13 wins 
uh, in a season for the second time under Andy Reid here in 2022. Uh, it was the 2020 Chiefs that finished the regular season with a 14 and two record, the only other 14 win season in franchise history. And obviously, the Chiefs will be looking for their 14th win next Saturday afternoon now that that game got moved against the Las Vegas Raiders. That will be a chance to tie the franchise record for the most wins in a single season. Again, going for their 14th win next week. All right, the other times that they had at least 14 wins, I should say, 2003, 1997, and 1995. All right, number two, Sunday's 27-24 win over Denver marks Kansas City's 15th consecutive victory over the Broncos, their AFC West rival. It extends their franchise record for most consecutive wins against a single opponent. They're just absolutely dominating the Broncos, and you've got to love that. Uh, the streak of 15 straight wins against Denver ties for the third longest streak of wins against a single opponent in NFL history and is the longest active streak by any team. Only Miami and San Francisco own longer winning streaks longer winning streaks against individual opponents in NFL history. Miami, their streak was against the Buffalo Bills, and that stretched from October 28th, 1970 to October 14th, 1979. And then the San Francisco 49ers had a 17-game winning streak over the LA Rams that stretched from December 17th, 1990 to December 27th, 1998. It's a very long time and a very long time ago as the Chiefs 15 straight against Denver started on November 15th, 2015. That was a very memorable game and one I will never forget, not only because it's the anniversary of my dad passing away. So I always remember that game because I was in Denver at that game. That was the game that Peyton Manning became the NFL's all-time passing leader, but also got benched in that game because of how poorly he was playing. I think he finished with like 80 yards passing in that game, but uh, in the same game that he became the NFL's all-time leading passer, got benched because of how poorly he was playing. So that was November 15th, 2015. We'll never forget that game. All right, let's move on to number three. With 374 net yards of offense in Sunday's game, the Chiefs have tied the franchise record for most games with 300 or more net yards of offense in a single season in team history with 15 300-yard performances. Again, the Chiefs sit at 13-3, and three, so they played 16 games only one time. Did they not get at least 300 yards of offense? Pretty amazing for a team that was going to take a step back as an offense that uh, a lot of the analysts, a lot of the a lot of the pundits said going into this season, obviously losing Tyree Kill, uh, people thought that was going to be a bigger deal. Um, but if you've been listening to this show every week, you've seen the records, the stats, the paces, uh, not only for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the offense in general, the team in general, but uh, these numbers continue to back up uh, the idea that this is uh, arguably the most impressive season that we've seen from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense um, based on their ability to spread the ball around to a lot of different people. We'll get more to that here in a little bit. Let's move on to number four. With 328 passing yards in Sunday's game, Patrick Mahomes crossed the 5,000-yard mark for the season. He right now sits with 5,048 passing yards, marking his second career season with 500 or more passing yards. He had 5,097 back in 2018, and Mahomes becomes just the third player in NFL history to have multiple seasons with at least 5,000 yards, joining Drew Brees, who did it five times, and Tom Brady, who also did it twice. So when you look at that record book, 
Again, these are career numbers for our 27-year-old quarterback. Most seasons with 5,000 yards passing. Only three guys have done it multiple times. Again, Drew Brees did it five times. Tom Brady did it twice. Mahomes has now done it twice. And then four guys did it one time. Dan Marino, Pat, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, and Justin Herbert. And with his three touchdown passes in Sunday's game, Mahomes owns 40 touchdowns passing touchdowns in 2022 joins drew Brees as the only player in nfl only players in nfl history with two career seasons of 5,000 or more passing yards and 40 or more touchdown passes four other quarterbacks each have a single season with 5,000 passing yards and 40 passing touchdowns again Patrick Mahomes now tied with Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks in NFL history with multiple seasons of 5,000 passing yards and 40 passing touchdowns in a career. And considering how many years Drew Brees played in this league and the fact that Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old, I'd say it every week. It seems like I keep reiterating he's 27 years old because Tom Brady is 45 years old. It means Patrick Mahomes can play for 18 more seasons. If he wants to, he is going to absolutely shatter every record there is out there. Similar to Travis Kelsey. Uh, when we talk about the tight ends, if he plays as long as some of the other tight ends that he's in the record books and surpassing with some of his career numbers, let's move on to number five. Mahomes owns 5,377 combined passing and rushing yards in 2022, ranking as the fourth most by a quarterback in NFL history. Mahomes needs 21 yards to pass Tom Brady for third, 70 yards to pass Peyton Manning for second, and 186 yards to pass Drew Brees for the most combined passing and rushing yards in a single season in NFL history. That mark of 5,562 yards, again, set by Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints back in 2011. So, on Saturday afternoon against the Las Vegas Raiders, this will be one of those stats. They'll have all kinds of graphics, and they'll talk about it a lot. But just so you know, throughout the week, Patrick Mahomes needs 186 yards passing, rushing combined to have the most combined passing or rushing yards in a single season by a quarterback in NFL history. Those are the kind that are just, this was supposed to be a down season. And I can't stop saying that because it's amazing to say because of all of the crap that Chiefs fans had to hear uh, throughout the offseason about how they were going to take a step back and everybody in the AFC West got better and the Chiefs got worse because they didn't they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. That's taking nothing away from Tyreek Hill, most explosive player in NFL history, and you can't change my mind uh, on that. But what we've seen in his ability to spread the ball around, particularly in games like um, we just saw against the Denver Broncos where Travis Kelsey, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Juju Smith-Schuster, none of those guys finished with more than 45 yards receiving. And Patrick Mahomes still threw for 328 yards. And so I'm not saying it was one of his better games. It wasn't, um, but still amazing in relative to what we, the expectations are for him that he can still go out there and put up those kinds of numbers when his top three receivers this season, Kelsey, Juju, MVS, didn't step up and make that one of those guys didn't go off for 120 yards. Uh, Kadarius Tony had 70, you know, 71 yards receiving to lead the team. And then Jarek McKinnon continues to go off. And we'll get to Jarek McKinnon 
here in a little bit. But number six, staying on Mahomes, his 5,048 passing yards rank as the second most in Chiefs history. Mahomes now owns the top four single season passing yard seasons in franchise history and needs just 50 passing yards in week 18. That's this Saturday against the Raiders to break his own franchise record of 5,097 yards from the 2018 season. That was the first year that Patrick Mahomes was the starting quarterback, just set the league on fire and has been doing it ever since. His 5,048 passing yards rank as the 13th most all-time in NFL history. Again, right now, with one week to play, Patrick Mahomes' 2022 season already sits as the 13th best season in NFL history in terms of passing yards. So, here's a little more context to that one. In 2022, through 16 games, Patrick Mahomes has averaged 315 passing yards per game. If he picks up what he's averaged in 315 passing yards against the Raiders on Saturday, Patrick Mahomes will finish with the third most passing yards in a season in NFL history. He is just 24 yards behind moving, uh, excuse me, he is just 21 yards behind passing Drew Brees' 2008 season to move to 12th. And then it's another 15 yards. Basically, every pass that he completes on Saturday, he is going to move up the ranks in most passing yards in a single season in NFL history. So he has a chance to go from 13th all the way to third if he only averages what he has averaged so far this season with 315 yards. Now, some of you might be wondering, what does he need to have the most passing yards in NFL history? Where again, Patrick Mahomes right now at 5,048. The all-time record is Peyton Manning in that crazy 2013 season where he had 5,477 yards. So Patrick Mahomes would need to throw for about 430 yards um, against the Raiders to set that record, which isn't completely out of the question. So if Patrick Mahomes is on fire on Saturday and has 200, 250 yards by halftime, you start wondering how close – What's it going to be? I'm sure they will start talking about it on the broadcast, but 430 yards away from having the most passing yards in a single season in NFL history. And again, that's Peyton Manning with 5,477. Second place, Drew Brees had one passing yard shy of that with 5,476. And then third place, the one that Patrick Mahomes would surpass if he just has an average game based on what we've seen so far this year was Tom Brady with Tampa Bay last year had 5,316 passing yards. So pretty big gap after coming in third place to pass Drew Brees and Peyton Manning uh, for the top two spots, but wouldn't put anything past uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. All right, number seven, uh, moving on to Travis Kelsey as he continues to etch his name into history. With his seven receptions in Sunday's game against the Broncos, Kelsey now has 808 career receptions, passing Jason Witten for the most receptions by a tight end in their first 10 seasons in the league. Kelsey eclipsed Witten's record despite missing 15 games due to injury during his rookie campaign in 2013. Kelsey and Witten are the only two tight ends in NFL history to have 800 or more receptions in their first 10 seasons in the league. So again, pacing as the best to ever do it. We've been saying it for the last couple of years for those who wanted to be I didn't want to be earlier, just expected uh, greatness to continue what we've seen from Travis Kelsey. Uh, but these numbers continue to back that up. And with his seven receptions on Sunday, Kelsey vaulted himself into third place for most receptions in a single season in franchise history. 
His 104 receptions are the second most by a tight end in a single season in franchise history, trailing only his 105 catches from the 2020, or excuse me, from the 2020 season. Kelsey needs just eight receptions on Saturday against the Raiders for the franchise record for most receptions in a season. So the CBS crew, I believe it's a CBS broadcast. Uh, they're, have a lot of work cut out for them with the amount of graphics they're going to have to make between Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense and what they've been able to do this season. And, and following last week's game against the Broncos, based on the Eagles struggling, the Chiefs now are back to leading the league uh, for most points uh, in the NFL scored this season on average. I think it's at 29.1 points per game, uh, which means they're the number one offense in the NFL. Um, again, what was supposed to be a down year. If this is a down year, whew, can't wait till next year. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. And Kelsey, down Travis Kelsey, his 104 receptions in 2022 represents his third career 100 catch season. He is the only player in franchise history and the only tight end in NFL history to record, record multiple seasons of 100 or more pass receptions. Let me say that again. Travis Kelsey is the only player excuse me, the only tight end in NFL history to record multiple seasons of 100 or more pass receptions. And not only has nobody done it more than once, Travis Kelsey has already done it three times. Uh, his three career 100-catch seasons remove him, move him into a tie for 11th most 100-catch seasons in NFL history by any pass catcher. Obviously, if no tight end has ever done it, we are talking about Travis Kelsey and comparing him to some of the best wide receivers uh, to ever play the game, which is, again, just absolutely crazy talking about a player that uh, is still in the prime of his career and looking at guys like Jason Witten and Tony Gonzalez playing well into their mid thirties and late thirties, Travis Kelsey does that. He is going to continue shattering all of these records, especially playing with Andy Reed and with Patrick Mahomes uh, in the just 
the way that those guys are on the same page uh, and Travis Kelsey's game and the way that he runs his routes and the ways that he knows where to go against zone coverage. His game will translate as he gets older. And um, I want to say, dare to say he slows down a little bit at some point down the road. Uh, his game will still translate, even if he isn't as athletic as he is right now, running away from a lot of dudes, he's still going to be able to get open. He's still going to be a safety blanket. He's still going to be able to have those fantastic hands to catch um, not just passes all over the place, but, Passes, obviously, like we saw in Denver, game ceiling, big time, third down receptions uh, to seal wins for the Chiefs. Hopefully seeing that for a very long time. All right, number eight, again, Travis Kelsey. He has 1,300 receiving yards this season, moving him past Tony Gonzalez for the third most receiving yards. Bay a tight end in a single season in franchise history. Kelsey now owns the top three single season yardage marks by a tight end. His 1,300 receiving yards moves him into sixth place in franchise history for most receiving yards in a single season by any pass catcher with 37 yards receiving in week 18 this Saturday against the Raiders. Kelsey would move past his own mark of 1,336 yards from 2018 for the second most receiving yards in a season by a tight end and would move him into fifth place for most receiving yards by any player in team history. It's just a lot of Travis Kelsey uh, at the top of these record books when it comes to not just pass receiving, but uh, by a tight end, but by anybody. Uh, all right. Number nine, we are now through the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey segment of this show. Number nine, Jarek McKinnon making a habit out of finding the end zone. Running back Jarek McKinnon recorded two receiving touchdowns in Sunday's matchup against the Broncos matching, or excuse me, marking his sixth career multi-touchdown regular season game and his third multi-touchdown performance of the season. McKinnon now leads all running backs in the NFL this season with a career-high eight touchdown catches. McKinnon recorded his fifth consecutive game with a touchdown grab in Sunday's game, becoming the first running back in the NFL since New York Giants running back Joe Morrison back in 1966 to record a touchdown reception in five consecutive games, obviously before the AFL NFL merger there in 1970 with the Super Bowl as we know it today. So McKinnon's streak of five consecutive games with a touchdown catch moves him into a tie for third longest streak in franchise history. McKinnon's eight receiving touchdowns this season in 2022 rank as the most in franchise history by a running back passing Jamal Charles, who had seven back in 2013 and five against the Raiders in that one game, which was amazing. Uh, shout out Jeff Allen uh, from one-on-one had ridiculous blocks on a lot of those. Go watch the highlight films of that game. And you'll see 71 down there in space, just knocking dudes out. Amazing performance. All right. And Kareem Hunt also had seven receiving touchdowns in 2018. All right. Number 10 kind of worked out this way. Isaiah Pacheco, who's number 10. He reached the end zone on a five-yard carry in the first quarter of Sunday's game against the Broncos. The rushing touchdown brings Pacheco's total to four total rushing touchdowns on the season. Not bad for a seventh-round pick. Uh, we've talked about it before. I know Kent Swanson has made a point of this, of Brett Veach's um, pre-draft press conference where he said there's a thousand-yard rusher that's going to be taken in the seventh round of this draft. I still don't know. Talk to Nate Taylor. Need to bring that up with him. If he can ask Brett Veach if he was talking about Isaiah Pacheco or perhaps somebody else. Um, but uh, not bad uh, for the rookie, the way that he's been playing. Got a little, little few more nuggets here for him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco finished. Sunday's game with 31 yards on nine carries with a touchdown and 18 yards on two catches. His nine carries in Sunday's game gives him 162 carries for the season, moving him past Christian Okoye for the fifth most carries by a rookie in 
franchise history. The guys above him on this list with 174 rushes as a rookie running back was Robert Holmes back in 1968. Clyde Edwards-Elair had 181 carries back in 2020. Joe Delaney, absolute legend. Can't talk about Joe Delaney with, without just giving reverence to that man. Uh, 234 carries back in 1981. And number one, Kareem Hunt back in 2017 with 272 rushing attempts. Not bad company at all for Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh round rookie pick. And a couple of drafts that Brett Veach has absolutely nailed. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to compete uh, with what he's done. Check out um, the the articles that we have um, on our newsletter, on our KCSN Substack. Joseph Hefner, um, our sports data scientist has been tabulating the amount of snaps played by the chiefs rookies this season compared to other teams in the league. And they are in like the top five of most snaps played by their rookie class and pretty impressive for a team vying for the number one seed in the AFC. So not only are they getting a lot of production out of their rookies, uh, they're getting a lot of production out of the rookies on a team that is doing very well. This is not a team that is struggling, that's setting up for the future uh, and hoping that these guys develop in order to get in a position to compete, to make the playoffs. Uh, These guys are absolutely stepping in and contributing for a team that is winning a lot of football games. Uh, Just absolutely bonkers draft by uh, Brett Veach. Don't know how else to explain that. Another one of the guys uh, talking about Brett Veach's draft class. Number 11, George Karloftis brings down Russell Wilson. Uh, Karloftis sack Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson for a three-yard loss in the second quarter of Sunday's game. Karloftis now has recorded a sack in five of the last six games, including sacks in back-to-back weeks. He now has five and a half sacks for the season, tying him for fifth, tying him for fifth most sacks in a season by a rookie in franchise history. Karloft is his third among rookies for sacks in the NFL this season, trailing only Detroit's Jane Houston, who has eight, and Aiden Hutchinson, also with the Detroit Lions, was seven and a half. With just 11 seconds remaining in the second quarter, Karloftis recovered a Russell Wilson fumble that was forced by fellow rookie Trent McDuffie, another standout rookie performer at cornerback, uh, marking... Karloftis's first career fumble recovery. Karloftis finished Sunday with two tackles, one of which was solo, including one tack for loss, one quarterback hit to go with the sack and the fumble recovery. But again, going back, George Karloftis now tied for fifth for most sacks by a rookie in franchise history. One of the guys, or the three other guys he's tied with, Sylvester Hicks had five and a half back in 1978. Mike Bell, who had five and a half back in 1979. And Justin Houston, had five and a half sacks back in 2011. If George Karloftis can get more sacks against the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday, here's what he's looking at as far as moving up these charts. Uh, If he gets one sack, so if he gets one sack, goes up to six and a half, he'll be tied for fourth with Art Still, who had six and a half back in 1978. Tom Ali had eight sacks back in 2006. Jared Allen had nine sacks back in 2004. And Derek Thomas had 10 sacks as a rookie back in 1989. And yes, I'm going to bring it up again. I had predicted before the season began that George Karloftis would break Derek Thomas's rookie sack record. Uh, George Karloftis spoke this week about having missed some easy sacks earlier this season. Um, if he can only you know, have a five-sack performance on Saturday against the Raiders, that will make that prediction come true. I'm going to go ahead and count the playoffs as well. I know the stats don't, but I will. So George Karloff just has probably got four games left. If he can average a sack in each, maybe a sack and a half in one of those. Uh, 
then that will come true. He will have the um, most sacks by a rookie in franchise history. Again, really impressive uh, doing that on a team that, again, is vying for the number one seed in the AFC, but uh, a fantastic rookie season thus far for George Karloftis and really seems to be playing his best football um, as the season winds down, which is pretty impressive. Again, we talk about that rookie wall that a lot of these guys uh, will run into during the season, especially for as many uh, snaps as George Karloftis has played. He has been in there from the very beginning and doesn't seem to be slowing down. If anything is getting better, which is exactly what you want to see when you're talking about rushing the passer, getting after it, because that is going to be um, obviously a huge key for the Chiefs going uh, into the playoffs. All right, number 12, Sneed steals the ball. On Denver's first drive of the fourth quarter, quarter cornerback Legereus need tallied his third interception of the season tying his single season career high set as a rookie in the 2020 season Sneed returned the interception 25 yards setting the Chiefs offense up at the Broncos 17 yard line for an eventual touchdown Sneed recorded two solo tackles one interception and one pass defense in the game and most importantly, as he got banged up in that game, Coach Reed said afterwards that uh, his day-to-day doesn't seem to be anything too serious, which is you don't want to see any injuries, uh, which is two weeks to play. But the fact that there are some guys following this game against the Broncos that got banged up, uh, just more important. And again, uh, if you're listening to this on like Tuesday, I'm recording this before the Bills and Bengals game. So go Bengals. I don't know how that's going to end up, but the Chiefs could really use that bye week uh, considering some guys got banged up against the Broncos, could use that extra week in addition to playing all their games at Arrowhead in the playoffs. All right, number 13, Nick Bolton moves up the tackle chart. Seems like we've been talking about this every week as Nick Bolton has had an all-pro type season. After recording 10 tackles, four of which were solo in Sunday's game against the Broncos, Nick Bolton now owns 165 tackles for the season, moving into second place for the most tackles in a season in franchise history. He passed Gary Spaney and Mike Maslowski in Sunday's game and now trails only Derek Johnson's franchise record of 179 tackles set in the 2011 season. Bolton added a pass defense to his 10 tackles uh, in this game. So for you math whizzes out there, Nick Bolton would need 15 tackles against the Raiders to break Derek Johnson's record that was set back in 2011. Not out of the question. He had 17 tackles against the Seattle Seahawks. And I know I've talked about it on this show that I had made a bet for Nick Bolton to lead the NFL in tackles at plus 3,500. So that would be a nice little payday if he can do that. Uh, the Jaguars linebacker is currently leading the NFL and he's up by about eight tackles. So you um, get a big game from Nick Bolton um, against the Raiders, not only to win that game, but to threaten that record of Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler for the Chiefs. Uh, anytime you're talking about getting up there and Derek Johnson type numbers, you knew, you know you were doing something right. All right, we appreciate, again, all of you for hanging with us. We got two more. Again, number 14, Colin Saunders sacks Russell Wilson. Defensive tackle Colin Saunders recorded an eight-yard sack of Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson in the game's fourth quarter. Saunders has recorded a career-high three-and-a-half sacks this season, bringing his career total to four-and-a-half. Saunders finished the game with three tackles, two of which were solo, including one tackle for loss and a quarterback pressure to go with the eight-yard sack. Colin Saunders continuing to get it done and shout out Colin Saunders, not only for getting it done on the field, but for helping KC sports network off the field is uh, we had a winner. He had 
graciously offered to have um, an exclusive private lunch with a winner of our holiday raffle and toy drive in which we were able to raise more than $21,000 that we spent on presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. And sometime this offseason when schedules align, Colin Saunders is going to go out to lunch with the winner of that prize plus two friends uh, and the winner of that prize being Jackie wise. So that should be a fantastic prize for Jackie. Once we get into the off season, hopefully celebrating a uh, super bowl victory and Colin Saunders can share all the stories about that experience. All right. Number 15, last, but certainly not least uh, Chris Jones drops Russell Wilson to close out the game. Defensive tackle. Chris Jones recorded a nine yard sack of Russell Wilson on a fourth quarter, fourth and two to first force a turnover on downs, giving the chiefs the ball back to run out the clock. Jones now owns 62 and a half career sacks ranking fifth in franchise history in both categories since sacks became an official stat back in 1982. Jones owns a team high 13 sacks in 2022, the second best single season mark of his career behind only his 15 and a half sack season back in 2018. Jones finished the game with three solo tackles, including one for loss and one quarterback hit to go along with the one sack. Unbelievable performance and season thus far from Chris Jones. But as we talk about with players, talking about guys that are in the defensive player of the year um, conversation, it really doesn't matter. It should matter and it does to get us in this position. But the way that people are going to talk about Chris Jones is what he does in the playoffs to help the Chiefs go and get that second Super Bowl under Andy Reid, that second Super Bowl for a lot of these guys that are on the team, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, all those dudes need to see Chris Jones continue to be dominant because for the Chiefs to do anything special in the playoffs, they're going to need guys like Chris Jones to step up and make big plays in big situations to beat the Broncos, to beat the bank, or excuse me, to beat the Bills, to beat the Bengals, whoever it's going to be, you're going to have to make plays on the defensive side. And for us, that starts with Chris Jones. We appreciate everybody for hanging out on this episode of 10 Things. I'm BJ Kissel. Check out all the other content we've got here at KC Sports Network, getting you ready for the game against the Raiders on Saturday. And if you've got nothing going on on Saturday, come up to Holiday Distillery in Western Missouri and hang out with us. We're throwing a watch party. Make sure you check out the description of this show or check out our social media. We've posted the link out there. You can RSVP there. We appreciate all you for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.